0: What did you have for breakfast this morning?
1: Um, I just had some coffee, some cold brew that uh we made here.
0: So many people are having coffee for breakfast. I was unaware of this, but it's like a thing.
1: Yeah. But even like in preparation of this, I was like, Jeremy, I need to eat breakfast that morning so that my answer isn't just coffee. <laughs> and and by the way, it took me until like three o'clock today to be like, I didn't have breakfast. Now Tim's gonna ask me.
0: Wait, how did you know I was gonna
1: ask? Because I listened to your other I listened to the podcast. <laughs> After like the first one, I was like, I bet you he starts each one like this. I'm going to be that person that just drinks coffee in the morning, aren't I?
0: Hi, I'm Tim. Welcome to We're Only Human, a podcast celebrating the resiliency of the human spirit through conversations with extraordinary people. We talk about all aspects of life here imposter syndrome, breaking free from the script, living with intention, boundaries with family, what it means to be vulnerable, and the fact that we're all really just making this up as we go along. We're not perfect. We're not alone. We're only human. Today, I'm joined by Katie Rose. She's a daughter, sister, wife, senior manager of customer experience at Tempest Labs, and as of recently, proud new owner of an Airstream trailer and I guess a truck to pull it along. What kind of truck... When 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 you when I saw that you had a truck to pull it, I pictured a pickup truck. Is that not the kind of truck you have?
1: No, it's a pickup truck. It's a Ford F-250. It's a beast. Um, and we didn't have a, a car. Neither of us have had a car since my husband or I, since high school. So we actually bought the Airstream and then we had to go buy a truck so that we could pick up the Airstream. So
0: <laughs> that's that's actually amazing (laughs) you're like wait a second how are we gonna get this thing so you both your husband and you living in chicago for quite some time 2020 arrives and you're like this is the year we're gonna buy a home it sounds great let's do it and then in june you buy an airstream trailer and you are now traveling the country what happened
1: um well um, what you might not know is that uh, we weren't both living in Chicago. We actually had a Chicago and a D.C. apartment. Uh, so a few years ago, we moved out to D.C. My husband started a company there. Uh, we eventually wanted to get back to Chicago. And as I got a job opportunity there, we were kind of traveling back and forth between two, uh, two states for uh, a little over two years And we knew that in 2020, we wanted to have him in Chicago full time and for us to buy a home. Um, And then everything with the pandemic and everything else happened. Um, And we were looking at a bunch of different places in Chicago. And then uh, Jeremy, my husband, actually went down to Key West, where we are now, um, with my dad and my brothers, because my youngest brother joined the Army. And uh, they wanted to do a boys trip. Um, And so they drove down here, which was quite a long drive for the two days that they were down here. Um, And while he was here, he met a couple who's doing basically the sailing version of this. Uh, They had a boat that they had been living on and they were working remote. And now that uh, before the pandemic, they were going into their office in Miami. And now that with it, they were sailing to different islands and working remotely. And so he thought, well, what's the land version of that since we don't have sailing experience and came up with the Airstream idea. So on the drive back, he was kind of planning it, figuring out some of the financials and told me about it the next morning, like Monday morning. Um, and on Thursday, we like signed papers for the airstream. So the first trailer I was in was the one we bought.
0: When he came back from Key West with this plan, and kind of said, Hey, Katie, what do you think about this? What were your initial thoughts?
1: Um, well, it was like six o'clock in the morning. And I thought he was going to tell me about the trip. And so he was like, hey, you awake yet? And I was like, yeah, how, how was the trip? Um, and then he basically was like, I think we should get rid of both of our apartments and buy an Airstream and travel around the country. Like, what do you think? Um, and I was like, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a lot going on today. I just, like, need some time to process and... Um, I asked him a couple questions throughout the day, but we didn't really get a chance to talk about it. And I must have like been feeling pretty good about it because at dinner that night we were with my parents and, uh, I was like, what do you guys think if we just like get rid of our apartments and like travel around in an airstream? Like we're like throwing around the idea right now. And Jeremy looks at me and he's like, so are you on board? And I was like, oh yeah, I think so. Um and yeah like 3 days later we we bought one
0: You know what what kind of sparked my curiosity here was I had seen on Facebook you had kind of shared this and um you know with with your social media community and you you described all the things that you had seen now only being on the road for 2 months and and how maybe in the past you hadn't even thought about those things or appreciated those things what what sorts of like new perspectives have you have you seen now being on the road that you didn't see before?
1: Yeah, um, so many things. Um, I think I thought I was I don't know if well-traveled is the right word, but that I I had been around and I had done things and I had been to different countries and And I think that there is just this whole world that I did not even know that I was missing out on to even realize I was missing something. Um, As I mentioned, like, the first trailer I was in was basically the one we bought. Like, I'd I'd never traveled in one before. I'd never camped like this. I'd never done any of that until, like, a month after we purchased it. Um, And, uh, you know, I just have been constantly surprised at just this whole way of travel that i just really did not know existed like um there are a couple of places we've been that uh, are basically gated golf course communities where people in florida have like a spot for their motorhome and then you know they can be there whenever they're in florida or they can go travel around it's like the snowbird version of a like gated community for people who liked to RV. Like, just something I didn't know existed. Um, and so I think I've just been really, really surprised at how, how much I didn't know about this whole lifestyle. Um, it, we have, my husband and I have looked at each other several times throughout this and just been, like, really in awe because this is going to change the rest of our lives dramatically. Everything, like so many different decisions we're going to make as far as the type of house we want, where we want it to be, the type of land we want, um, the things that we're close to. All of those are things that we're completely rethinking now in ways that we never imagined we would, um, especially because we thought we thought we knew what we wanted. Um, And then we started doing this and realized there was just so much out there that we didn't know about.
0: That feels like it would be such a refreshing feeling to have. Like you unlocked this door all of a sudden and you like what you see and you thought, wow, how did I, how did I not know what was behind that door?
1: Absolutely. And just so grateful to be able to see what's behind that door because it's not something, it wasn't something I was envious about or knew that I was missing that I hadn't gotten to do. I just didn't even know it existed. And so to be finding out all these amazing things about things we can do, ways we can travel, uh is just such a gift because i didn't know I was missing it
0: that is a that's an amazing gift i mean so I imagine you wanted to buy a house, so you probably had some financial plans set up to to achieve that so I imagine you redirected those financial plans to this now That's a pretty big yep. decision to say, hey i'm gonna go from you know a physical structure in one place to a portable. You know, that has its own lifestyle. I mean, I'm sure fuel and, you know, you mentioned in your one blog post thinking about where to go to the bathroom and Wi-Fi and all this. That's a big decision. Um, I, I would assume you both came to that together. But what was it like to make I mean, you said Monday was sort of the day of like, here's the idea and Thursday or whatever was like, hey, let's buy this thing or no, we bought it that day what was what was going through your mind on kind of like a spontaneous decision but also a spontaneous decision that involved that much i don't know substance behind it like there's a lot that you're redirecting there
1: yeah um so in some ways we were sort of forced into it uh so rv and like airstream sales were up um 650% uh so Um, The actual inventory was super limited. And so what happened was we had called around several different Airstream dealers. I think there's like 20 in the country or something. We called like five or six of them. Most of them had nothing that we were interested in as far as like size or the model. Um, And so we found Airstream of Virginia had the like model that we wanted and the size that we wanted. And when we were there and looked at it, we just realized if we're going to do this, we have to pull the trigger now because um, they were estimating that if we like tried to purchase a new 2021 model that it might come November, December, but it also might not come until like March of next year. They were super behind because of having to shut down the factories and um, operate at a lower capacity from COVID. And so uh, we were kind of just realized that if we wanted to do it, we had to jump on it. And so that's what we did. Um, definitely huge financial decisions with a lot of implications to, uh, a lot of things. Um, but luckily, like we are both pretty big. Nerds and planners and prepare, probably more prepare rather than planner. Um, and so, I mean, by the time Jeremy had gotten home from his like 16 hour car drive, half of which he drove, half of which he researched, uh, he already basically had the monthly breakdown of what he expected it to cost and how that would be different than a mortgage versus the places, uh, that we were renting and, and what percentage of our savings we could make back up, et cetera. And so, um, he, he knew, he knew where, uh, what questions I was going to have right away. And tried to have answers for them. So,
0: I imagine. Okay, so so he did a lot of research when he came to you with this. But I imagine there was something that was forgotten. So I'm imagining you go pick this thing up. You get the truck. You start going. Your your first couple days of this journey. What was that first big like? Oh no! This is an obstacle we didn't foresee coming. Are we going to be able to do this?
1: Um. There were a few of those. I think more so than that, we didn't know what we didn't know in the very beginning. And so we picked up the trailer. We brought it back. We, we were in Washington, D.C., cleaning out that apartment and, and putting stuff into the, this uh, used truck that we bought the trailer to, to move it back to Chicago. Um, and we had rented a spot at an RV park outside of D.C., And, um, I don't know if you know anything about travel trailers or anything, but we didn't even have wheel chocks, which is, like, just so that it doesn't roll away once you've unhooked it from the car. It's, like, literally step zero in picking up a trailer. And we did not buy them. We did not have them. Um, we kept our trailer there for three days. Like, anybody could have stolen it. Like, literally, I... Looking back now, I, I think I joked with him, um, we were such babies. Like, we literally knew nothing about this. Um, and I I can't believe that nothing went wrong when we knew, like, literally nothing. How did
0: you realize you did need the wheel? I, I think I've, they're the little wooden blocks you put behind and in front of the wheels. How did you realize you did we, need them?
1: I mean, literally, like, as soon as we were starting to buy anything that we needed, we were like oh, we don't have wheel And then fast forward a couple months, we went back through D.C. We stayed at Cherry Hill again, and um, we realized, do you remember we didn't even have wheel then? Like, we just left the trailer here. Like, how did nothing go wrong? (laughs) And it wasn't even something that really occurred to us how, how little we knew until we were back in that same RV park a couple months later, and we were like, wait... We didn't have wheelchocks then. Like we just we didn't even realize, and it. We were consuming so much information on a completely new lifestyle where we had to figure out internet and water and where to dump your tanks and what all these things were and how to convert DC to AC power and how much solar was going to charge things when we where we were and what you could run on a thirty amp versus a fifty amp, a lot. So we were watching videos, reading blog posts, listening to podcasts, doing all this stuff, just consuming tons of information. And so I think that there were points where we just, it wasn't even occurring to us some of the things we didn't know because we were just like drinking from a fire hose.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Very overwhelming. I imagine. You, you're, you're in Key West right now, which I, have as I mentioned earlier, I've been to before. I love the keys, but one of the things that I love the most about the Keys and Key West, especially, is the sunset. They have a celebration every night there to celebrate the sunset. It's gorgeous, um, even if you just celebrate it in your own way. I would imagine in your your travels here, I mean, you're seeing sunsets from totally different views than you ever did before. Um, Are there other sort of you know seemingly mundane, normal things that happen or that you used to see that you're now seeing from kind of a different view?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think sun, sunrises and sunsets. Um, as we were moving out of Chicago, one of the things I remember kind of having it dawn on me was how pretty sometimes the Chicago sunset can be and how I don't think of it as being somewhere that has a really great sunset. And since we've been on the road, what I realized is sunrises and sunsets are beautiful most places. We just don't take the time to stop and watch them um or to plan for them like you know when the sun rises at 5 30 in the morning unless you happen to be up that early like you've got to choose to be up that early and you know beautiful sunsets happen all the time while we're working into the evening and sometimes you know in the same way you stop for dinner or coffee or whatever you can stop and take a moment for those because they are just really awesome and different everywhere
0: yeah they really are. Have you had a chance to check out the the celebration in Key West at night?
1: Not yet um the sun sets are happening pretty early now. It's like five thirty or oh, so that's right. so um like it the sun is setting right now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh and so um. The last two nights we went to like a little beach area, and we were driving back during the sunset. It was beautiful, but um, not really like sitting down and, and watching it. Um, but luckily, we have a month here, so we have we have some more time to kind of explore what Key West has to offer.
0: What are you looking for? I, I guess you're not looking for, but I feel like when one I'm. By the way, full disclosure: I'm like you. I don't consider myself very well traveled at all. Um, so I'm very excited for what you're doing. But I do, whenever I do have the opportunity to travel, you know, I feel like I'm maybe looking to just understand or explore other people or cultures or cities, and just kind of like learn about you know what there is. Like you said, you don't know. You don't know what there is there that I don't know that I I want to learn about. Is there anything like that as you go Key West for a month and then wherever you go next is there anything you're looking to like learn in each place or is it just kind of like we're just going to sit and see what happens and just soak it all in?
1: Yeah, I mean it's interesting with COVID because a lot of the things we would typically go and do while traveling, you know, go to museums and things like that, we're not really doing. We're we're barely going out to restaurants and stuff, but um I feel like we're still able to kind of experience the culture of different places or see kind of what's going on um and so we've done a lot of outdoor activities hiking biking beaches um not crowded ones uh but um yeah i mean it it's a weird time to be doing this because it a lot of the uh, what to do in Key West type guides don't really apply right now, or maybe we don't want them to um, because we don't want to be, we want to be good citizens and not irresponsible, I guess. I don't, you know, teach their own, but.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. In the midst of the COVID pandemic, it would be tough to, it's almost like that's, that's gotta be a a really tough restraint to hold. Cause you're like, I'm here there's all this stuff. What what can we safely do or explore to get, you know, something out of this experience while also being very safe? That, that's got to be a tough balance.
1: It's an interesting balance. I think you know one of the things we've been trying to get out of um, this experience because it's not really a it's hard to call it a trip when it's, you know, we're three months in and we've got, you know, another three to 12 months to go. Um, so, uh, it's not really a trip. It's more just like what we're doing right now with life. But, um, you know, I, I think that, uh, we really wanted to spend more time outdoors. And so we've been really kind of trying to optimize around that and the things that we can do that are outside because living in a city, You just don't get to do as many outdoor things. Chicago doesn't have as many places to hike. You know, we've got parks and lakes and bike paths, but it's just not the same as, um, you know, going to a trail in the Smoky Mountains where you hike for four hours and literally don't see another person. So
0: you said for the next three to 12 months, that's a very wide range. Does that mean that you're sort of just playing this month by month and we'll see where it takes us?
1: I think the plan is the next uh, like year, um, but I know that for sure. For work, I can work remotely for another three months, so I imagine it'll get extended. But um, that's not fully up to me.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's all changing, and everyone's adapting quickly, so it's hard to even understand what will happen in two months, let alone three.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, we don't have another home right now. We have some stuff in uh, my in-laws' basement, um, and this is this is our home. So for the foreseeable future, this is where we plan to live.
0: How much fun is that? So
1: it's great. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I, that, that's that's a great question because I mean I I think it it does seem like so much fun, and you are in one of my favorite places right now. Um, but I do I mean. You mentioned how there's probably, or there there were all sorts of things you didn't know. And I imagine, what has it been, two, three months now? You were probably, uh, you know more now than, than you did the day before, and you probably know way more than you did on day one. But um, overall, it sounds like any challenges that you've had to overcome are sort of nothing compared to all the benefits you're getting out of this.
1: Absolutely. Um I think, I think we both happen to be people who take, uh, we like problem solving. So honestly, I was very bored for the first couple of months where we were shut in an apartment that we we knew we were moving out of. Like I couldn't even make up projects if I wanted to of, you know, uh, furniture to build or things to optimize about our life because we were planning on moving out. Um, and so it's been, it's been fun to be able to engage that part of my brain and and problem solve. But, you know, when, when lights in the truck are going off and you don't know what they mean and you're hauling a 27 foot trailer, um, it doesn't always feel fun in the moment, but, uh, it's, I love it. So
0: have you, have you woken up yet? on a morning and just forgotten for a moment that you were in the airstream or that this was this was current reality and wondered
1: no but it did take a few nights to get used to sleeping in it because you know in chicago i lived in like a high-rise building that there was outdoor noise of the city but there was a you know a deadbolt on your door and a lot of space between you and anybody who wanted to get to you if they wanted to whereas we are in a 27 foot trailer with not very thick walls that you know if the if the windows are open then there's just a screen in between you and whatever uh so it was it was a different kind of quiet um it was a different kind of outdoor noise that we had to kind of get used to sleeping with um but luckily it's a a comfortable bed and, and you know we're Sleeping well now, but it it did take a few days to uh to get used to that.
0: Oh, I'm sure. Totally different ambiance, I would imagine, than a high rise in Chicago, yeah. When we we first met way back like a decade ago, you were working for in Chicago at the Chicagoland Mm -hmm. Entrepreneurial Center. And then I remember you were one of the founding members of 1871, the giant tech startup incubator in Chicago. You also worked for the mm-hmm. Starter League, which was a coding school, and taught entrepreneur skills, and then Matter with healthcare entrepreneurs. You've done so much work supporting entrepreneurs, especially in Chicago specifically. Um, as I was just kind of like looking into your your background, it, I, I I saw all those dots there, you know, connected, and I'm like, wow. But I'm, and then I was curious, like. I imagine that was intentional. What's what's sort of your connection? What's your, your inspiration and desire to to help entrepreneurs so much? I, I think it's fantastic, but I'm curious where that comes from.
1: Yeah. Um so my dad started a couple of companies and uh I interned with him a few times and I just I saw both both sides of it. It can be very rewarding, but it's also really difficult. Um as, as you know. Um and so I realized I wanted to kind of be a part of helping with that or providing resources, I guess. And as I was in uh, rounding out my college years at DePaul, I was looking at internships, and I saw one for the Entrepreneurial Center, and um, I interviewed with the team there, and I really liked what they were doing. And then one thing led to another, and I just I really enjoyed being in the Chicago startup community and being able to hopefully... Uh, help or be a resource or provide resources to other people trying to start or build companies. So
0: is it something that you aspire to, like, do you want to start your own thing one day or is it uh, more supporting others?
1: I think if I find the right thing that I'll jump to, to doing something, but I, especially cause I do know how difficult it is. Um, I'm, I'm not unless I find the right thing, I'm not going to just seek out starting my own company, I don't think. so.
0: Sure, sure. I, I'm a similar way. Like you, you look for problems rather than just the, the joy of building something, especially exactly. a company. Yeah. So Key West for a month, do you have like an itinerary in mind or is it sort of like you, when you're in one place, you start to think about, all right, when we leave here, we'll head somewhere else. Or is it just like... I'm curious what's like guiding you just sort of we'll see what happens or do you want to hit all the national parks or?
1: Yeah. um, So we want to do a lot of the national parks and some of the state parks. Uh, We have kind of taken it like we've booked kind of uh, kind of key points in the trip. Um, We've now gotten to the last key point that we've booked. So actually, no, we booked uh, Zion in March. So um, we've got a, we've got a next anchor point. Um, but yeah, so doing a lot of national parks and things like that. Uh, and then while we're in Key West, we want to get scuba certified. So we're doing the PADI class online and then we'll do our, our dives in person. But we figured since we'll be here for a month, we can, uh, get that kind of full open water certification that we can, uh, continue to use throughout, throughout years in the future. But, um, yeah. It kind of just depends on the place, whether or not either of us have been there, if there's something there we want to do. Um, and then we are still working full time. So, you know, for the most part, we have weekends and things like that to explore or early mornings or evenings. But um, most of the day from nine to five, we're sitting in front of computers or on, or on video calls. So uh, I think sometimes people think we're just out hiking <laughs> all day, every day or, you know, that we're not working. But Definitely, definitely still have to <laughs> work. So um, there's there's a lot of time to explore, but, uh, you know, still have to do that during the week.
0: Yeah, Airstream doesn't pay for itself.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you had mentioned uh, the wheel blocks being sort of one of those things that you didn't know what you didn't know. Um, and then you had mentioned there were a few other things. What, what else kind of, you know, I, I think... You both went into this uh, with probably the same level of prior knowledge, right? It was kind of a new lifestyle for both of you. And therefore, all these pieces yep. of that lifestyle are, are new as well. Um, and so, you know, I don't know if you can necessarily look to, you know, Jeremy and be like, oh, well, do you know about this? You know, he looks to you, do you know about this? You're probably both together like, we don't know about this. Um, so I imagine you read into a few things. W- were there any other like kind of eye opening moments of like, oh my gosh, We did not think about this.
1: Um, I think it's just a reminder for sometimes that like planning for all this travel is a lot of work in and of itself. Um, I don't think we realized like at the beginning, we were going to bed really early because we were just exhausted all the time. Um, it was, like, 8.30 was, like, our new bedtime. We we got up with the sun, but we also went to bed with it. Um, like, like, every day, like, Friday night, 8.30 or 9, we're, like, putting out the campfire and going to bed. Um, but part of it was because, you know, it, on a daily basis, we were still trying to figure out, all right, like... How much power do we need at this next location? Where are we staying? Have we booked somewhere? No, but I've called 12 places and all of them are booked that weekend. Like we still need somewhere to stay. Um, and then even things like getting gas. When you're hauling a 27 foot trailer, you have to look for things like truck stops so that you can make sure you can actually get in and out of the gas station. Um, and so now I have all these apps on my phone for like truckers and all these other things. Um, and so I... I don't think I realized, like, even just, uh, that sometimes we've got to, like, look ahead on a route to see whether or not there's a bridge that we can't cross because we weigh too much or because you can't have more than a certain number of axles on it, um, or that trucks aren't recommended to go down that road. Um, when we were driving, uh, into New York, but kind of, like, Jersey Shore area, uh, we were following directions and all of the signs were like, no travel trailers, only single passenger vehicles. And so we just had to keep going, even though that was our exit and figure out how to reroute from there. Um, Which was like, you know, sun's going down. It's like in the evening, we're ready to have dinner. We're exhausted at that point. It was a long drive that day. And uh, we just kept getting rerouted. It happened like three times. Um, And so those can be, can be difficult. Um, it's, it's a lot more. I actually have not driven it yet, but I hear it's a lot more exhausting to drive that than it is to drive a normal car. And being a passenger, it's a lot more exhausting to navigate for that than it is for a normal car.
0: <laughs> That's a great way to put it. In the, you know, it's been a couple months now that you've been on the road and yep. being in all these different places and, and being with your husband, you know, you two together experiencing this. I would imagine that it's also a great time for sort of reflection and like self-awareness because you you are now taking yourself and then you as a couple and putting yourself and yourselves in these situations that you normally probably hadn't been in. Have there been any things you have learned about yourself in the process, even in these short months that you were like, oh, I, I didn't really know that before about myself?
1: I think it's there's been a lot of kind of realizing what we can do without and the things that are really important to us. Um, with so few belongings with us and so few, like, things that we were able to take, I mean, like, you know, closet shrunk down, everything, everything is kind of um, much more minimal. I think it's been a realization of how having less has made us so much happier and so much more grateful for all the things that we do have. Um, I know, I feel like I didn't quite answer your question, but I feel like that's been one of the biggest things that we've kind of realized about ourselves and, and throughout this journey. And it wasn't some, I think it would have been difficult to learn it in another way. Um, But I find myself now whenever I'm looking at something to buy or this or to put on a wish list or anything else that for the most part, I find myself being like, "Mm, I don't think I actually need that. And having things that I don't need isn't really a luxury that you can have in this lifestyle, but that's kind of freeing.
0: That's a great way to put it, freeing. Do do you feel that like you've been able now to kind of experience more of a sort of free lifestyle than than you did before you, you hopped on the road?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, so many of the activities that we do now, like the things that take up our day are free. Hikes, beaches, walks. Most of these things are all free. Like for the most part, we have like a national parks pass, but the rest of it, Is all stuff we can just go and do and kind of plan for ourselves. And um, sometimes I think about, like, what I would have done on a regular Saturday in Chicago for something. And it was probably something like going to meet friends for, you know, drinks or at a bar or do a happy hour. And that, you know, would have been a much bigger tab for not as healthy of an activity that, you know, would have been nice to see friends, but... Getting to experience all these different places around the U.S. that really kind of shaped the country, the way that we built infrastructure and everything else has been really like, I don't want to sound like cliche and say it's been like a beautiful experience, but it has.
0: I think, yeah, quite literally. I mean, the beauty you're saying, I think we often, my God, myself included, forget in the West alone of the United States, how much beauty there is. And I admittedly, I've only been to a couple places out there. Um, And I, you know, I see people traveling there. So yeah, I don't think it's cliche at all. I mean, it truly is a beautiful country, especially down in the Keys.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, it's just been interesting to even see things like, you know, there's um, kind of like the washed out railroad bridge. That was one of the first ones in the Keys that, you know, got destroyed by a hurricane, but that that was, uh, you know, A pretty big infrastructure, like pretty big thing from an infrastructure standpoint, because it was how we got um, cargo down to you know the southernmost uh, deep water port, Um, and that had implications to us because it was close to the Panama Canal, and you know just all these things that I would have never known about or seen. And um, and honestly, if we were traveling in a different way, where it was more about like let's just go see the the top sites um i don't think that i would be learning about some of these other aspects that have to do with uh how we built things or why we built them or when they were built
0: yeah the, the railroad bridge in the keys is such a great example of that like when you learn about that that's how they you know originally got down there and built up everything and it's just one of those things that yeah you might not have had a chance to truly get to know more intimately had you not had this lifestyle yeah. You had mentioned earlier that this experience now is going to completely reframe the way you think about maybe decisions in the future and just think about your life and all that. What are some of those ways that you think this this experience will now affect, you know, sort of the future for you?
1: Yeah, Um, well, I guess for starters, this regardless of how long we're out traveling right now, um, this will always be a part of our life. So I I would love to redo like a vintage Airstream, but I think we'll always have some sort of travel trailer type vehicle to go explore the country, especially as we start a family and want to, you know, take kids around. Um, but also just like, the land that we buy because we'll want to be able to store this on it um one of the things we've talked about is instead of uh we're not sure what we want to do when we go to buy a house yet but um do we want to just get i don't know some sort of like little plot of land that we build out a really awesome deck around and then we can just store our airstream there um and it's almost like a a vacation home but for our travel trailer and that we can go visit it or whatever. Um, and I even think like into retirement and everything else, like the types of choices we're going to make for a home, for a location, etc., will probably be things that accommodate this type of lifestyle, because I just think that it is something we will want to be doing for the rest of our life.
0: Does it feel like just, I guess, happy and good to like know that now, like to have stepped into this lifestyle, yeah. even for a couple months now. And like you said before, or we said you've, you've unlocked that door. And now it's like, I'm really happy that I now know this is what I want to think about my future in terms of.
1: Absolutely. And I think even, you know, when we're in locations, that we want to spend more time but for one reason or, no- or another can't. It's helpful to know we can come back. We didn't, you know, we got to spend a lot of time in Acadia and Maine, and that was wonderful, but I really enjoyed the Northeast a lot more than I expected to. I don't know what my expectation was, but I, I really enjoyed um, the time that we spent in Vermont and New Hampshire, and I'd love to go spend more time there. And it was really wonderful once I realized, well, we can go back. This, There is not an end point to this being a part of our journey, and we can go back.
0: What a great feeling that is to to know that, yeah, that's always available to you. With all the traveling that you've done um, and, and all the traveling that you, you want to do, are there any, like I, I mentioned before about like kind of what's guiding you and like what sort of things are you looking to accomplish along the way, but are there any like, now that you're kind of in this, are there any big goals or or things. And it could be like, Oh, I want to see this or I want to see that. But are there any like big achievements you want to look back and say, when we did that lifestyle, I'm glad that we hit these three things or something.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that we're still pretty early, so there's probably going to be a lot that we still have to learn. But one of the things that I want to do more of is, um, boondocking. So that's when you don't have hookups. Um, so, it's more common out oh. west, um, but basically, like, we would run off of solar, potentially our generator, and we have tanks on boards. So we would fill up our water tank, and then we have a certain amount of um, capacity for our gray and black tank. Um, and so I really want to do more boondocking where you can really just kind of be out in the middle of nowhere or somewhere um, and not um, be connected to any of those things. Uh, I think... Probably almost as a point of pride. I just want to see how long we can do it. Sure. Um, probably can't go more than like a week or so just because of the capacity of our tanks. But um, I want to do more of that and uh, do more of that kind of off-grid. So plan to take some time off work and be able to kind of really... Uh, go somewhere that we wouldn't generally be able to get to, uh, because we can stay there for a few days and we can drive out there and we can drive back, or we can spend a couple of days driving out there to then be there and then spend a couple of days driving back. Um, so we'll have to plan for for some of those locations and, and the types of places we want to do that in, but um, I think that sounds like a really awesome experience, and so I'd just like to try more of that. Um, and then I think that uh, we have been like biking and hiking more. I want to do, you know, some higher peaks. I want to do some longer hikes. Um, you know, we did a 25 mile bike ride in Acadia, which was just such a great way to see so much of that park. Um, so I'm looking forward to some more places like that where we can do that. And then, as I mentioned, scuba diving. So I've always wanted to get scuba certified. Um, I think part of me was a little... A little jealous. Um, most of my family got scuba certified uh, around ten years ago. I was still in school and wasn't able to go on that family vacation oh. where they all got scuba certified. And so, um, I'm looking forward to being able to to do that and to to see more underwater things. I've always loved kind of being in the water. So
0: that's that sounds fantastic. Uh, I've never been scuba certified either. Uh, I've done snorkeling, but. I think you mentioned, you know, 25 mile bike ride up in Maine, such a great way to experience it. I imagine scuba diving is just another amazing way to experience a different ecosystem. So I I bet that'll be fun.
1: I hope so. I've, I've been snorkeling as well, but I haven't been, haven't been diving. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it because it, you know. It's just another aspect of the the world that I haven't gotten to spend very much time in, obviously because I haven't been scuba diving, um, and you know you can only go so far underwater when, when you need to breathe. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, going back to when you bought the airstream, so this was you know a couple of days, and then and then you have it. Were you surprised that either yourself or you and your husband in? making a decision that quickly or or sort of taking that jump like you know looking back prior to that day were you the type of person that that was par for the course or was this sort of a step in a new direction for both of you
1: probably a little bit of both um when we talked to a lot of people about what we were doing most of them said we definitely didn't expect this but we're not surprised um so that that seemed pretty good um, I feel like, you know, opportunities come to you if you're prepared for them, ready for them. Um, we'd always talked about wanting to do something like this in another world. Um, my husband travels a lot for work and typically this wouldn't be something he would be able to do. Um, and so I think it was kind of the realization that, hey, we're in another world right now. And if we want to do this, like this is the right time to seize that opportunity. Uh, We had a couple of friends um, or a couple who are our friends that spent the majority of last year, um, 2019 through the very beginning of 2020, traveling uh, in Europe and Australia. And, um, you know, he he's a doctor and, and she used to work in corporate America. And so, you know, it's not not typical people who just take nine months off their, their jobs. Um, but, uh, she's Australian. And so, uh, he always knew it was kind of going to be in their future. And they, we went and visited them when they were in, uh, in Greece last year for about a week and got to spend some time with them. And, um, I remember telling my friend, you know, I wish we could do something like this. And she pointed out, you can, we made choices to optimize for this. We specifically like bought a smaller house in Chicago because we knew we wanted to save for this type of travel. We knew we wanted to take nine to 10 months off of work and that we'd have to save and make other sacrifices in the meantime. And I think that that's kind of been eating away at me for the last year, Um, not eating away in a bad way, but it's been kind of something that I've been thinking about, about how intentional our choices can be. Um, and that, you know, these, like, opportunities don't just fall in everyone's lap where it's actually easy. Like, you have to actually choose to do it. It's not always going to be the fun thing, um, because you have to say no to other trips or or other expenses so that you can save for it, but I think that, um... It had been something I had been thinking about without really consciously knowing that I was thinking about it. And when this opportunity came up, I realized that if we wanted to do this, that we were being given just the right opportunity. You know, our leases were ending around the same time. We had been saving money to buy a house like we could divert those funds and make other choices throughout this year to help save more money for buying a house to to figure that out. Um, and that if we wanted to do this, we had to kind of, I guess, literally put our money where our mouth was and and decide to to take this leap.
0: I so agree with that mantra of sort of like you said, optimizing for opportunities and sort of like putting yourself in a place where you are better equipped to seize the opportunity if it appears. Because that's kind of like the little I forgot was that phrase: "Luck is preparation." plus opportunity. I think that's how it goes.
1: Yeah. Luck comes to those who are prepared. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think that's so, so true. Um, So I, and I love that idea too of, of being intentional. You, You mentioned when you told people, they said we're not, we didn't expect this, but we're not surprised. What do you think that they meant by that?
1: Um, I think part of it is that we're both kind of, problem solvers and we like challenges like this and so uh my boss was was I was talking with her and my husband and she was like well what if what if this happens and what if this happens and we had a lot of people asking us things like that well what what happens when this goes wrong or when you I don't know don't know how to do xyz um and I think both of us were kind of just like well we'll then we'll figure out how to do that thing or whatever the next thing is um that part didn't phase us, which seemed to be the part that phased a lot of other people. Like what about all the things you don't know? And I think that was a part of what was exciting to us. Um, Just about how we approach problems in life and find them exciting, I guess. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. I think that's important because I, I think you're right. There's some people that do have that perspective and enjoy it that way. And there's people that don't. So that makes total sense. It, so it sounds like there was a little bit of inspiration uh, for this journey from your friends that sort of had done something similar, in, but in a different way last year. Um, did, did that idea of sort of living more intentionally and, oh, I can actually possibly set myself up for opportunities. Is that like the first time you were thinking about that when those friends came back? Or had you been thinking about like, how can I be more intentional maybe with my life prior to that?
1: I think I've been thinking about the intention, like how to be intentional. Uh, But I think that when my friend kind of, because it was almost, um, she mentioned it almost because people kept saying like, I wish I could do what you were doing. And, you know, they, and I mean, I said it in, in an envious way as if whatever they were doing was easy and that it was just something that they got to do that other people can't get, can't do. Um, and so her point was almost like, I'm kind of sick of people saying, yeah, I wish I could do this thing you're doing because they could if they chose to or, or, you know, I know that they're making choices that are preventing them from doing it. And so it's hard to, to empathize with, um, with people who are saying, you know, I wish I could do this thing you're doing when, when they could. Um, and. I think that is really what kind of stuck with me because I realized that, you know, that was on me. Um, I make choices or we make choices in our life that dictate the rest of our life. And if we want our life to be different, then we have to make different choices. We can't just expect life to be different as we continue to make the same choices. And... It was a little bit difficult to be as intentional as we would have liked to have been when we were in two different cities. Um, I think there was a lot of what felt like waiting for um, getting to live like a married life where we were both in the same place. And I think that part of what kind of shook me out of the thinking that, that this was happening to me was that trip and starting to figure like that was kind of the turning point where we were like, all right, we wanna buy a house next year. We wanna be in the same place. And so we started making choices to make that a reality. And then as COVID happened and everything changed, we realized that maybe that plan would also have to change. But that we still wanted to intentionally work towards a life where we could be together more regularly and to to be planning for our future and it was just difficult to plan for a future when we didn't know when we were going to be in the same city and I think that once we decided or realized that we don't know when we're going to be in the same city because we haven't made a choice to decide that or or we haven't kind of you know figured out how to change that narrative um, or that plan for ourselves was a, a turning point for us And really kind of got us on the mind track of thinking or the mindset of thinking, you know, if we want this to happen, buy a house, buy an Airstream, whatever it is that we really have to start to make choices that um, help make that a reality, because we're the only people that are making choices that are regularly dictating our own futures. So
0: feels like you really both of you gave yourselves a gift with this this journey, this this sudden change, you know, which really, is it really that sudden, but I mean, you really gave yourselves the gift of like, let's seize the opportunity. Let's live with intention and go after this. That's fantastic.
1: Yeah. It's been a really, um, great experience both for, for us as a couple, as well as just for us as individuals.
0: Yeah. I, I imagine every day, Well, every day is probably different, right? I mean, you're working during the day, like you said, but I imagine just even being in Key West, the same place for a month, that every day after work, you could think about something new and something exciting and different. And just, I think about COVID for me, you know, this whole year, one of the things I sought the most was a change of scenery. And I imagine, you know, you've brought that to the extreme in a good way. Like you're able to get a change (laughs) of scenery every day if you
1: want. Yeah. Um... I mean the first couple months of, of COVID we we didn't see from I guess like March fifteenth or whenever Chicago shut down until about May fifteenth, we didn't see a single other person that we knew in like in person other than on like a Zoom call or a, a Google Hangout and uh We had some friends who were kind of doing a quarantine house down in South Carolina um, and everyone kind of drove there and everyone had been quarantining beforehand and then we stayed for about a month. And that's kind of what kicked all of this off. But it was it was seeing people again and a change of scenery and realizing that, like, we could find a way to do those things and still be safe because with camping we don't have to see anybody (laughs) you know um most places we check into an rv park and we don't have to talk to anybody when we do it and then we pull into a campground and we have we hook up our water and stuff but we we have our own bathroom we have all of our own things nobody comes into our space we don't have to go into anybody else's space so of all the things we could be doing this is the i think the safest way to get a change of scenery
0: Absolutely. And I I remember seeing a picture of yours, maybe on Facebook, but I mean, you've been um, traveling during Halloween and you had the picture of kind of at the campground you were at at the time, how you were leaving out candy. And I thought, what what just a beautiful experience to have that shared experience of Halloween, which I'm sure you've had decades of Halloweens. And now to have that shared experience in this new lifestyle and then with these new people that, you know, in the campground you probably met for the first time. That's i I would just imagine that's something you'll you'll always remember,
1: yeah, it was really neat, um honestly, I, we had kind of forgotten about Halloween until it kind of crept up on us, and so uh, we went out and got candy that day because we realized we didn't have any candy nor Halloween costumes, but I was like, what can you be while camping without having to buy anything and so I settled on a scarecrow because I didn't have to buy anything <laughs> um. And I could just do some makeup and kind of pull it together. So that was a that was a, a last minute ad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's amazing.
1: Yeah. It was fun.
0: Katie, thank you so much for for chatting with me. I mean, you're out in Key West. I believe the sun has set during our conversation here, so I apologize that you missed today's sunset. But uh hopefully you can catch tomorrow's. No but yes, thank you. I'm yes. so excited for you and your husband on this journey and um yeah. Thanks for taking the time. I mean, I will, I will say some great Wi-Fi you have in that Airstream.
1: Uh, my phone.
0: This was over your phone? Uh, yes.
1: Thank you. <laughs>
0: yep. Wow.
1: Uh, Technology. I find that it's, it, it can be the most consistent. So when I know I need it to be, I typically go with my phone. But um, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. Um, and it was great touching up. So thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to We're Only Human. Before you go, I would love to know what you had for breakfast this morning. Just send me an email, tim at we're only human and let me know what you had for breakfast this morning. Thanks.